Hello, lovely listeners of the She Will Rock You podcast. Here we are bringing you another kick-ass artist interview. We're um, back at it. We're back at it again. We took a weird back hiatus. In the saddle. I don't really know what happened, but no one wanted to schedule an interview in July. <laughs> it's honestly, we're happy to have the interviews, but I'm also happy to take a nap sometimes. So Except- I'll take either or. We were not resting, but that's that's a spur. No, that's for a later release. No, we were not resting. <laughs> <laughs> but we got to interview Margarita from uh, Edge of Paradise, and this is probably like up there as one of my favorite interviews we've done. Like I feel like I say that all the time, but this was like their band is just so cool. Like the science space nerd in me loves this band so fucking much it gets me it gets me hyped gets me hyped that's all i'm gonna tell you that's my reaction to this interview it was a great interview yeah other than that i'm beth ann and i'm leah and this is she will rock you where are they getting a dub in a CBS executive meeting? No. Bitch, don't touch my thermostat. <laughs> the ghost be like, pull up before I haul you. Let me turn down the thermostat. Who is this band? We're on page one, guys. This is Shiwaraki. Today we are joined by Margarita from Edge of Paradise. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you guys for having me. That's easy. Oh, we're so glad to have you. And first thing, I want to congratulate you on the new single. It is a headbanger and a chin bopper for sure. Um, but before we talk about that, tell me a little bit about Edge of Paradise. Um, how'd you all get started? Thank you so much. So actually, it's going to be 10 year anniversary for us. Oh, yay. Com- yeah. So our album actually comes out on a 10 year anniversary. So we're really excited about that. Um, the band started with Dave and I, Dave is the guitar player. I met him in Los Angeles okay. when I moved here, like maybe two months later, I met Dave and he had a band with Robin McCauley, Tony Franklin, Brent Bissonette. So he's been doing it, you know, pretty much his whole life. And he always wanted to have a band and kind of dedicate, you know, everything to it. Mm-hmm. So at the time, uh, Robin went on tour with Survivor, so he was left with no singer and you know those guys it was kind of like an 80s super group so they all had a lot going on and there was not really a future for that band so when i met him our visions kind of aligned and we wanted to create something and kind of take it all the way even though we come from such different backgrounds he's from you know heavy metal world from more of like classical theater (laughs) (laughs) different world but you know, it took us a few years to really figure out how to write music together and, you know, to form our own style. Um, but yeah, we kind of never looked back. We t- started touring. We toured three continents now. Um, you know, this is our fourth album. We just, you know, we just keep going. So that, that's a bit of a history. I love it. Well, personally, like, there's like a really cool sound about heavy metal and classical together. And, uh, you know, I think that's a really great mix that people like don't think go together, but really actually go perfectly together. So I mm-hmm. think it's really cool. And is there any significance to the name? How did you guys come up with Edge of Paradise? Um, yeah, I think it's from because we were based in Los Angeles. <laughs> uh, fair. 
Yeah, it kind of stems from that a little bit at the time uh, where, you know, people think of this place as, you know, they, they try to create their own paradise here, but it's very hard to kind of stay on it. If you one wrong move and you're off the edge, right. you're off paradise. But it's kind of a little bit of the false paradise in a way as well. So, but it also kind of plays into the light and the dark where, mm-hmm. you know, they, he brings the heavy guitars and I bring the melodic side of things. So, um, you know, it, it kind of uh, embodies our music in a way as well. So. I love that. That That's really a clever take on it. And because I know you said you're based in L.A. What is it like being an artist, especially in the like hard rock and metal scene in L.A.? Because I know like L.A. is so encapsulated of all different music styles. What is the hard rock and heavy metal scene like? Um, and that's a difficult question because even even over the 10 years, it changes a lot. But obviously, you know, it was huge in the 80s. And I remember when we started, we had the big clubs like Viper Room, Roxy, mm-hmm. um, Whiskey, uh, the Key Club. And, um, you know, a few years after we started, for example, Key Club closed down as a rock club and they reopened as like this dance whatever they are, you know, DJ dance club. So that's gone. So I don't know. It's always evolving. I mean, there's definitely a strong rock scene here, but it's it's hard to um, get going as a band because the clubs are there to make money. So they do a lot of these pre-sale shows where you have to like pay to play. Right. And that, that really affects the scene because the promoters, it's not about, you know, making a quality night. It's not about putting the bands that fit together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, about making money so I feel like the crowds get wary of that and they don't really want to go out so there's been a lot of that but also um you know there's definitely promoters that people already know of that they know they're going to go see a great rock show so you just have to you know you just have to kind of know your way around the scene and uh, um you know at first it was hard but you know now we're kind of more established so we, we really like playing in LA and we have great people that come see us here that you know supported the band through the years so yeah 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 definitely we actually were just talking about that very thing with another uh podcast that we're friends with just like how money is you know unfortunately kind of ruling that but that's that's the world with it but I love that you still like 10 years in the industry which is so incredible and building a fan base like that's definitely something like a really big accomplishment thank you yeah and I it's it's very hard to kind of launch and uh, you know new music because mm-hmm. we're a complete band also we're not I feel like we had a bit more obstacles because we're not like heavy, heavy metal. Like I don't scream. So we don't fall into that category. We're a little bit heavier than like your rock bands, you know? So sure. We have our own thing going and, uh, you know, which is more rewarding at the end when you really build your fan base and their loyal fan base and, um, you know, you can get to play shows and your music means something to people, but like with any new band, like, you know, you, it's, it's not an easy road. So you really have to love what you do. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead, Leah. Can I just say, I appreciate that you don't scream because I like the sound (laughs) of heavy metal, 
but I don't like the screaming. <laughs> it's a whole thing. We, me and Leah, we have this like, I'm pro scream, but I also love music without screaming. I love both. But Leah, I have tried to show her songs with screaming and she'll be like, okay, that's nope. enough. It's not my vibe. <laughs> yeah. You know, teach their own. And that's what's great about music. It's such yeah. a, it's a preference. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That's but, our biggest thing on this podcast. You like what you like. And, yep. you know, there's no judgment for it for the most yeah, part. Exactly. So that's what we believe in. So talking a little bit about your music, going back to you just released a single. I think like I was looking on Instagram like about five days ago mm-hmm. called My Method, Your Madness. And it's an awesome song. Like I was listening to it and bobbing at work to it. What was kind of the inspiration with that song? Yeah, so that song you know we have this whole kind of sci-fi futuristic theme going yes Uh, and we had like releasing the first three singles we put a lot of thought behind it so for example digital paradise which was the first single it's about you know exploring what it would be like to live forever and merging technology maybe that's our way to forever Mm -hmm. and then exploring whether it's you know what it would your soul kind of transfer yes. <laughs> into little space? So that song kind of showcases this futuristic side of the band. Um, My Method of Madness also explores, like, it's more about the choices we make, whether it's in our lifetime, like what I do today, would it affect me tomorrow, would it affect somebody else? Also, maybe exploring multiple dimensions and multiverses so you can scale it as large as you want or you can bring it back. But, you know, music video wise, it's more of like a performance based video where you really see the energy of, of every band member. And then our third single is going to be the title track, The Unknown. And that's going to be a Yeah, I have to say, like, I love your aesthetic. I'm a big kind of science space nerd, like deep down inside. So I love a good celestial (laughs) moment. It's just one of my favorites. And like Digital Paradise, which is perfect because it goes to my next question. I love, first off, great song. I love Mm -hmm. the aesthetics throughout it. Like, there's just so many, like, well thought out cinematography and imagery and I love like music videos that are actually art and so like is I'm just curious any like symbolism or any like easter eggs like it just gets me (laughs) so excited when I see good imagery in music videos yeah well speaking of imagery maybe uh, let's going back to my message of madness because it's really easy example so um our band, we have our own language. Mm-hmm. Um, it was by an artist, Dresden Seven. And with throughout our merch, our albums, we write secret messages. So there's a symbol for every word. So in my message, be a sign for you, um, which is present throughout all these different timelines that we portrayed in the video, or you know, well, you know, I guess. Um, parallel dimensions so you see that symbol throughout in the uh, digital paradise there's a lot of like for example um, where I'm I'm there like tied to all these cables yeah <laughs> in where um, the transfer of consciousness but also you know I wanted to leave it open-ended 
So when you see the space bar, the upload space bar, and at the end it says 100% uploaded, but then it pulls out to me kind of watching everything on that static screen. So it's a symbol where I leave it open-ended for the viewer to decide whether you think if in our future we are able to transfer our consciousness, would it be actually us or is it just a digital copy of ourselves and the soul is dead somewhere? Okay, first off, that's fucking awesome. <laughs> and as you keep talking about this, the more excited I get and I don't know why. <laughs> it's I, a really cool concept. It's so cool. I love it so much. Like, I love that you guys, like, you took the extra step in rock music. Like, you you could have just made awesome music. That would have been fine. But then you just took it the extra step and made really cool music videos. And then, like, you know what? I'm going to make my own language on top of it. Mm -hmm. Like, kudos. Like, that's incredible. Thank you. Yeah, you know, it's it's really fun to talk about. It's also, because I'm also, like, my dad is a scientist. So I grew up really being interested oh, in nice. astronomy so and I like making stuff that makes people think so we can talk about it and you know it's just um, plus we're living in this time where it's almost like science fiction with a lot of things right perfect time to talk about these oh especially since you know what's his face went up to space recently like right. oh yeah there's yeah, so well much happening in like the space front and the AI front it's, it is becoming a whole new frontier. I'm just curious. So like you made your own, give me a word from your made up language if you have one. I'm, I'm just curious. Well, it's so, okay. It's more like a cipher. So the words okay. English, right? But for example, like on our last album, if you buy the vinyl on the back, it goes all the way around and it's, it's a secret language that we so with every purchase or, or, you know, people can find it online. It's our cipher where you find the symbols that go directly with the letter. So then they, if they have the cipher, you can tell what we're writing. Oh but my also, gosh. I no, love I was this. Um, some people were able to decipher things without the actual cipher. So it took somebody like all night, but they were able to. Oh, my God. Those are the same people, I guarantee you, who were able to decipher the Zodiac Killer letter. Probably the same people. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. Like, I could seriously spend the rest of this interview talking about that. But at last, we must press on. So one thing I want to talk about, because I know you're classically trained that you mentioned, and this is probably the weirdest question I've written, but it's something I feel like I need to know because you have a terrific range and it makes us theater kids jealous. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any random tricks to warm up your vocals to hit those insane notes that you hit in Digital Paradise? Like, what is what is the trick? <laughs> so, okay, I, I'm classically trained in piano. Like, I actually okay. never... Uh, really? Went, yeah, like I did musical, you know, <laughs> between us, I got kicked out of musical theater in high school. You don't need them. No. You don't need them. <laughs> you were better. You were better without them. It's it's funny because I kind of have this bit of like, not animosity, but I'm like, you know, they didn't really give kids a chance to um, really open up. Like, I yeah. feel like they didn't 
really tried to pull it out of me because I was shy. You know, I was a sh- I was a shy kid. So um, I like I taught music also for a very long time when I moved to L.A. And that's why I always tried to encourage kids like, you know, to just kind of push past your bound- boundaries, because I know for me, that was my biggest thing is that I could not push past this wall because when you're a kid, you don't really know, you know, or you're shy or something. So when I started singing with this band, I, you know, I started writing songs and I didn't really set any boundaries because I didn't want to suck, right? I wanted mm-hmm. to sound. So whatever I heard in my voice that would sound good with the song, I just tried to do it. So, um, you know, obviously like breathing is a big thing, but for me, it's just like not holding back, <laughs> you know? And then even if my voice sounded like crap or, um, it cracked or whatever, if I kept doing it mindfully, like, you know, obviously I don't want to like kill my voice, but sure. if I just kept it and tried to keep pushing and pushing the, my own boundaries, um, you know, I, my range increased and I could do start doing more things. So, you know, for me, it was really just kind of not having any limitations set by my own brain, <laughs> if that that absolutely makes sense and that's incredible i mean like i said you proved them wrong because i believe you were in metalholics top 25 women in hard rock and metal so like jokes on them (laughs) they'll have to live with that but that's that's awesome i love that like you just let go and you do what's right for the music i love that yeah of course well one thing I also want to touch on, and we've touched a little bit on in this interview, is you do have a fourth album, The Unknown, coming out, which is slated for fall. Even more fun, your 10-year anniversary. And um, so, like, I know we t- t- touched a little bit on this. Is there any, like, constant theme throughout that you guys were shooting for? Or are you kind of just picking different little, you know, different little themes throughout? Yeah, so, like, this kind of futuristic theme um goes throughout the whole album but i think mm-hmm. the heart of it is in the title track inside the silence of my mind um i find the strength in the unknown which is you know the chorus of the title track and uh, that kind of embodies where the whole message of the album because we are heading into this future we explore all these crazy ideas and we explore what could go wrong. Like there's a song called You Touch, You Die, which is the rise of the artificial intelligence and how it yeah. could fuck back and kill us. So, um, you know, with all of these unknowns and since we, were, we actually wrote the album during the pandemic, so it was already in the, in the air, this whole kind of, you know, the unknown world, uh, which has some fear in it you know but we try to kind of put the silver lining in it and instead of giving into fear find strength in it and it can be applied to you know your daily life or our outlook on you know you know what could happen potentially tomorrow but it's also scaled in this grander scale like what about afterlife like i was scared to die <laughs> i was right. scared what happened so um, you know, just exploring these unknowns and that's kind of the heart of the album. That's awesome. Like, I love that. Like, I think there is what you said, there can be a lot of fear with the advancement of technology, but learning to embrace it and really play around with those ideas. I think that's, 
I don't, I can't really think of musicians playing with that idea. And I love that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You know, it's, um, this kind of started with our previous album universe and this one just, you know, I guess we took it a step further, you know, musically and with these themes. But I think, I think that's kind of the theme of the band in a way. I think we're going to keep heading into that direction. Yeah. Kind of fun. And if we can do a lot with the visual aspect with the shows and I love thought provoking music as well. So you know, and we definitely want to make music we like. So. Yeah. Well, I love it. I mean, anything that's more than a one note, it has complexities to it. I mean, sign me up. Thank you. So do you have any shows coming up as we um, go into the post-COVID world? I'm, I'm dying to play a show. We haven't played live in like almost two years. Yeah. So crazy. Uh, we might have some local shows um, in September to celebrate the release, but I think touring, we are going to start touring in the beginning of the new year. We were going to have a UK tour, but it's very hard to route things right now because of the restrictions that some places have. Yeah. So I think for us, we're going to promote, we're going to release more content and build up our live show and take it on the road in the new year. Awesome. Well, that'll be exciting. I can't, hopefully you come to Virginia. We yeah, will show yes. up. Yes. So we're, we're only a couple hours drive from Richmond or a couple hours drive from DC. So we'd love to see you guys. Um, yeah. I'm going to toss this over to Leah cause she has some very fun lightning round questions. But before we do that, where can people find you? Uh, well, we're everywhere. You can just uh, Google us. Uh, please find us on Instagram, Edge of Paradise, on Facebook, Edge of Paradise, on Spotify. We, you can pre-save our album now. Um, and also we have really cool merch bundles on edgeofparadisestore.com because I'm making a painting for each song and they're incorporated into, um, you know, the releases. Yes. So, fun and you can customize the bundles and get whatever you want. We have tons of stuff on it. Yeah. Awesome. Well, yeah, because I've been looking at your shirt and I love how you have it styled on the side, your Edge of Paradise shirt. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's fun. You can, we have two t-shirt designs and a bunch of artwork, vinyls, CDs. So. Awesome. All right. So you wear the coolest costumes in all of your videos and photo shoots. Which is a love language of Leah's, may I just yes. say. <laughs> I love a good costume. What's your favorite one that you've ever worn? Probably the recent one in Digital Paradise, the um, kind of this chrome outfit, because <laughs> it's, you know, it's pretty cool and it's super comfort comfortable. So It doesn't look comfortable. So that's an interesting note. <laughs> <laughs> Was it hot? It looked like you guys were filming like in the sun. You know, I don't think I even remember anymore because like when we film, my mind kind of just turns off and it goes into like this mode. For example, when we were in, we filmed a video in Iceland and we were on this glacier and we were filming and all of a sudden I still, I started feeling lightheaded and then like my body started shaking. Oh no. So I'm freezing. So yeah, that was that was an interesting time, but it was it was such a cool experience. 
So, yeah, I mean, I don't think it was uncomfortable at the digital paradise, but then I don't remember. (laughs) Uh, When you guys are touring and doing shows, what's your post-show routine like? Um, Go eat. (laughs) Eat something because uh, we actually love to explore different foods. So, for example, when we're in different countries, like we did a European tour and like we went crazy because European food is so amazing so after a show mm-hmm. it's go out somewhere and you know eat <laughs> so, yeah i think that's it that sounds and like a great way and then you know we love to meet people so after the show we go to the merch table and we meet everybody that's the first thing we do. awesome pro tip for anyone going to their shows go to the merch table after okay. <laughs> if you could have any superpower what would you choose um teleporting <laughs> i would love to teleport to all corners of the world and explore because i don't know travel takes so long um well, there's a lot of superpowers out there but that's one of them that would be cool to have and then finally our last question which is our signature question on the show if you were a cereal what would you be and why <laughs> hmm. lucky charm I don't know, spread luck. (laughs) (laughs) We make our own luck. I believe, you know, we kind of create our own fate in a way. But, you know, we can all use a bit of luck sometimes. So why not? All right. Well, this has been an incredible interview. Like, I feel like I've learned so much. So thank you. (laughs) That's the goal. It is the goal. This has been so great. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you so much. It's really fun to talk to you both. And I hope we get to meet you in person very soon. Yes, same. Thanks for listening. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts if you enjoyed the show. Special thanks to Death of Fawn for our intro riff. You can visit our website at shioraku.com. There you can find links to our socials, the show notes, and you can reach out to us and contact us. And remember, don't do drugs. <laughs>